0: I want to welcome welcome everybody back to the Alan Smith Liberty Baptist Church Sunday School class. I hope all of you have had a great week. We look forward to today's lesson. If you have any uh, problems or you have anything that you need prayer about, please let Kathy and I know. Hopefully you've been contacted again this week by someone from our class trying to make sure everything's going good with you, especially with the uptick in COVID-19 cases. And with our church starting back, I hope all of you got the message that church is at uh, nine and eleven, and you need reservations to come. We're still honoring the COVID nineteen, and we're honoring the uh, uh, safe distancing. So, if you will, if you get your, I need you to get your Bibles out. We're going to be in Proverbs. So turn to Proverbs, and we're going to open with a word of prayer. Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day. Lord, what a beautiful day you've made. Lord, help us to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, help us to understand today's lesson. Lord, to internalize it in our life. Lord, that we would uh, honor you, that we would glorify you, and Lord, we would show the wisdom that you are telling us about in Proverbs. Lord, help us to glorify you with what we say and what we do, how we act and where we go. Lord, help us today to realize that this lesson is about what what life is about today. Lord, it applies back long time ago and it applies still to this day. Lord, your word never comes back void. And Lord, we thank you that you've allowed us another day here on this earth, your great earth that you've made. Lord, I thank you that you've made us in your image. And I thank you that you've allowed us another day. Use us today, Lord, to glorify your kingdom and this message, Lord, that would impact people to honor you and draw closer to you. Lord, help us today to do that. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Our, this week's lesson is actually in uh, Proverbs starting in chapter 2, verse 1, but it goes to 3, verse 12. Our study will be in only in chapter 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 12 as our lesson today. But I also want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the world. Uh, this week's lesson will continue to teach us about wisdom. It's godly wisdom. And with all that's going on in the world today, we need clear direction. We keep hearing about COVID-19 and we should note that the pandemic is real. But what about all the false positive tests? We have social unrest and who knows what's not fake in the news today. We need more than ethical principles. We need a new heart. We need clear instructions, but even if some of us have the clear instruction, if we fail or refuse to follow them, then what we have been instructed is useless. Some people make a virtual gods of their success or their influence, their wealth or their status. Some focus on the comforts of life, the entertainment of themselves or their pleasures. But regardless of your assumptions, They both lead to disappointment in life. What we find from today's lesson is true wisdom. is to allow God's wisdom to seep into our mind and our heart, turning from our dependence on human wisdom and seeking God's direction by speaking directly to Him before we do anything. For God's people, who are willing to follow Him, He gives us His direction. This involves filling our minds and our hearts with the Lord's instruction and then walking humbly in his ways. Humility in our walk with God shows in our willingness to trust his wisdom, to honor him with our, with our, our own resources and to accept his discipline. If, if we're willing to trust Jesus Christ with our eternity, We must be willing to trust him with our everything. If we keep ourselves free from following the teachings of the culture and the world in which we live, we will experience spiritual prosperity. Looking to the Lord for our answers is where we find true wisdom. The Lord is the one who reveals to us how to think rightly about the world. The believer who searches diligently will find the knowledge of God, thus deepening our relationship with God and our Savior. He is the basis for our understanding. We're going to read Proverbs 3, 1 through 4, and as I tell everybody all the time, we're going to do our best to take it apart and explain it. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life, and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so, find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Solomon is telling us how to stay on the right path in our life. Solomon is saying, you're going to pay attention to someone. But my teaching will lead you to a perfect peace, so pay close attention to what I'm telling you. When we take God's instruction to heart, he gives us a sense of his peace that gives way to wholeness. We should not only memorize Bible verses, but we should store God's commands in our hearts, which enables us to put them into action. God created humanity with a fundamental need for a relationship with Him. When we attempt to fill that need in our lives with anything or anyone other than God, we find that it brings on emptiness, inner turmoil, and broken relationships. We are to be loyal to God because we love Him and we express our love to Him by the way we love others. We as Christians should exhibit loyalty and faithfulness in our relationship with others. And we should be known by our attitudes and how we live. To live with integrity means to, to, to live with integrity means to be the same person inside and out. God can see what's on the inside and he looks favorably on the priority we place on keeping our hearts turned toward him and his wisdom. In Christ, We are transformed from the inside out. Therefore, if we think differently inside, we will act differently outside. True transformation can only come from God. Proverbs 3 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from the evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Solomon again is telling us not to put our trust in our own knowledge, but rather trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, trust goes beyond in intellect and has a deep reliance on the Lord. Proverbs twenty eight twenty six says, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Gaining true wisdom requires us to know God. Acknowledge in the Lord in all your ways, and He will make your path straight. The Lord will guide you in the path of wisdom. Do not be wise in your own eyes is a warning against the spirit of self assurance. This is the opposite of trust in the Lord and brings no healing. refreshment. On your journey in life, pride can set us set in, thus making us arrogant. Selfish pride can result from having been successful so far in your journey through life. Having a measure of success can make us arrogant and self-reliant, thus thinking we can be wise without God, which is not true. Trusting the Lord to give us wisdom can have a positive effect on our physical well-being, as well as our spiritual growth. We can all have this wisdom and security if we rest in our faith through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, being made right with God through Jesus and having a personal safety and freedom of fear and confident reliance in Him. Fear of the Lord is not terror, but a deep reverence for who God is. Do you know him? Jesus Christ, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Not head knowledge, but heart knowledge. That's what he's asking. Verses 9 and 10 says this. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Honoring God involves acknowledging His authority in our lives and a willingness to submit to Him. Solomon is talking about how we display our humility in our walk with Him by honoring Him with our possessions. You see, we honor God with our minds by seeking His wisdom. We honor God with our hearts by following Him with wholehearted devotion. And we honor God by giving Him what He deserves with a portion of the wealth that we have accumulated. To honor God with our first produce requires us to have a step of faith. This step of faith is the beginning to understanding how God directs our resources and our financial priorities. Do you really put God first in all things? Exodus 23 says, You shall have no other gods before me. When we honor the Lord with our possessions, we can rest assured that he honors us in providing for us. We can see that he supplies us with everything that we need. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As God looks at our financial priorities, should God consider himself honored or slighted? Someone or something gets the honor of first place in your monthly budget. What is in that first place of honor? Think about that. We should honor the Lord by giving him the best of the harvest. And he will bless us with more to invest for his glory. It's not about earthly treasures. It's about the treasure of your heart. You are to love the Lord with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Verses 11 and 12 says this, My son do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Solomon's reminding us that we should accept the Lord's discipline as a loving correction. Sometimes you may feel stressed about financial obligations, and honor the and honoring the Lord right now with all I have on me is impossible. I know it can be difficult, and in these tough economic times, you might think that this much-needed resources could be used in other areas, but no God is preparing you for something far greater than you can see. God needs to know if you're prepared for the battle or if you're not disciplined enough to face the hard challenges that will come ahead. God's trying to train you for the bigger battles to come in your life, but he must first find out if your heart's really ready for the battle. You see, the Lord loves us. That's why He sent His Son to save us. Romans 5:8. When we think about what's happening to us, we should start with the unshakable certainty of God's love. He doesn't always make us endure difficulty in order to punish us. He takes us through these tough times because He intends for us to be disciplined Christians who can win the battles of spiritual warfare that come our way. We must stand ready. We'll have many battles in our life and his love for us shows in the way he trains us to be victorious in these battles. We must take a stand for Christ. God is a loving father who cares about everything we do. He cares enough about us to teach us so that we can be stronger in our walk with Him. Thus, learning well will require us to face some difficult circumstances. The Lord disciplines us because He loves us. Knowing Him as our Father enables us to view ourselves as His children, the objects of His great delight. No matter what we may have to endure in life, he loves us. You see, God gave his son. Jesus Christ gave his life and his all. What are you willing to give? Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. Mark 1, 17. And John twelve twenty six says this. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am? There my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Here's a few questions for you as we get ready to end. Has Jesus called you? You see, proper direction has been offered. But will you follow his instruction? That's the end of today's lesson. I hope you've had a great day. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for all you do in Christ.